0: We thought, why not bring the beauty of flowers to folks who are receiving pantry supplies um, and, and struggling with food access on their own for whatever situation they're in. You know, life can be so mucky sometimes, and when you're going through hard times, we don't always feel like we deserve those sort of extra things. And, you know, at Pantry Posies, we firmly believe that everybody deserves to have access to the things that make them feel good and enhance their human experience. Welcome back to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I'm your host, Anastasia, and I'm so excited to be back with you again to talk about some of my favorite things. Co-ops, food, and community. And our episode today, I think, holds all three of those topics in equal importance. Since spring is theoretically supposed to start soon... I wanted to bring up a topic or two that would hopefully get everyone excited for a season change. Although, let's be real. I, for one, do not need much to be excited for the end of winter. And my guest today has, I think, equal, if not more, probably more, reason to be excited for spring coming soon. Joining me on today's podcast is Janie, founder of Pantry Posies. If you like all the work the co-op does for the community, you will absolutely love what Janie is doing over at Pantry Posies, and I'm sure she's gonna be telling us all about it today. She's also going to be sharing with us tips for cultivating a strong garden this year and how to use the co-op. Sorry, hold on. Okay, that was weird. Um, Some of you might know this, but I record in my car and I'm outside, and I just saw this like weird, flashy light thing. Um, I don't know. Anyways, okay. Where were we? Uh, da, da, da. Okay. So like I said, she's gonna be sharing with us tips for growing a strong garden and using the co-op. To- ah! What? What's happening?
1: You have one unheard message. First unheard message sent yesterday at 7.15 p.m. Hey, Bob. How's it going, man? Listen, Jesse, uh, I'm going to need you to record the podcast this week, okay? Anastasia uh, won't return any of my calls or texts, so the podcast needs to get done, and you're going to do it. Uh, do whatever you want. Don't bug me about it. Thanks, man. Bye. <laughs> You get a producer credit and you don't have to do anything, Jesse. It'll be fine. I stupid podcast. Okay. Bit. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. Message deleted. Testing 1, 2, 3. Testing 1, 2, 3. Testing 1, 2, (laughs) 3. Hi there everyone. Um, welcome to the podcast. My name is Bob and I guess I'm going to be your host of the podcast. Jesse called me and asked me to do this so I guess here we are. I guess I'll start with a little bit about myself. My name is Bob and I, um, I have been living in Vermont since 2008 so I started working in the co-op in June of 2022. I started listening to podcasts I want to say probably back in 2005 maybe and at that point there wasn't a whole lot going on in podcast world but uh, the ones I was listening to were a lot of NPR so that was nice like Terry Gross, Diane Reim, and a bunch of the other ones. But also being a movie lover, there was a podcast um, called Film Spotting, which I really got hooked on. But as I said, there wasn't a lot of podcasts to listen to. And so um, I was in, I think, probably the maybe first or second stage of listening to and being involved in podcasts. But I got really hooked and I started listening to as many podcasts as I could. Um, I've never hosted a podcast because, although it I'm not sure I would I would probably take all the oxygen out of whoever I was talking to. People have gotten to know me here, working here. And um, I've mentioned to many times, I've said how much I like to listen to podcasts. I've been really impressed with the Littleton Food, the Radish podcast, hosted by somebody, I can't remember her name. But anyway, so I've just been, I, I've loved listening to some of the conversations. And I thought, well... I wonder if there's a space where just somebody that works here could be asked to give their feelings and impressions about the co-op. Well, who could that be scratching my head? It's me. I would I'd love to recite this because I, I do this in a normal conversation. I don't talk as long with a normal customer, but I will express these points of view with, with people that I'm running into. And it doesn't change much from what I'm saying right now. So that made it pretty easy when... Somebody asked me if I'd be interested in talking for a while on this podcast. All I can tell you is that what you're hearing from this podcast is probably what you would get if you had a normal conversation with me. And that's the other thing about good podcasts. It has, for me, podcasts, a difference between a podcast and a really good podcast is you can tell with a podcast that somebody has a bunch of questions and they're just reading it and blah, 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 monotone, voice doesn't express any energy. A good podcast is someone that you feel like you're sitting in a chair opposite and you're talking with this person and you're just like riffing and you just feel like, oh, I'm not even self-conscious about anything. Maybe the time, like there's going to beeper going off or something like that, but you want to have a, a podcast where you feel like it's a conversation that you're learning stuff and being entertained at the same time. When I first moved up here I was going into St. Johnsbury and doing a lot of shopping there. And I lived in Peacham. So Peacham and Littleton, that's a distance away. Then the Littleton co-op opened in 2009 and I was intrigued with that because I've always been a fan of co-ops. Always. Since I was a knee-high to a grass. Anyway, first co-op experience was in Burlington, Vermont. That's where I was born and raised. I went there as a teenager, and this is going to sound a little bit But Anyway, I walked in there, and there was something about a vibe that this co-op gave off. The people were really super friendly. And just to date myself, this was back in the 70s. But the the people were friendly. I loved the smells that I was getting from the co-op. Like, there was patchouli. There were spices that I had never smelled before that were being used in the area that where they cooked. There was just something so just warm and friendly about it that that's probably what really captured my my love of co-ops. So fast forward to two thousand nine, I found out that the Littleton area was getting a co-op, and I thought I'm going to go over there and check this out. So I walked in there, and into this co-op, and I had the same sort of vibe about the place except it remember, it had been some, maybe 40 years since I first fell in love with the co-op. So it was different. The shelving was more, it was newer. There were things that said, this is a place that's sort of a new store. But it didn't give off that sort of, like, walk into, and this is like the same old cookie cutter store. This was, This felt really good. So... So, I, I started shopping here at the Littleton Co-op in 2000, but like many people that have come in here time after time, it took me a while to finally join. And it was actually in 2000, I think it was 16, so it took me seven years. And I just, I thought about how many times I had come gone to the Co-op between 2009 and 2000. I thought, this is crazy. I come in here at least once a month. How much money do I spend? I mean, I just, I just like coming here this maybe me motivate me to so I just went to the front desk and I said I want to become a member well fine sir we'll sign you And so I got a lifetime membership and from there it's history so I started working in the co-op in June of 2022 I had retired from my full-time job at the end of 2019 so I thought wow 2020 is going to be a great year to be retired well guess what folks Third month into it was March. Guess what happened that month? Well, that was beginning of COVID. So everything was shut down. All ratty tat tats. So I I didn't have a job for 2020 and 21. And then I started getting really bored. And I said, where's a place that I could think that I would love to go to work every day, interact with people, like what I'm doing, like the services I'm providing? I mean... Is there any place that's like that that has n- hardly any negatives? Hmm. Scratching my head. Scratching my head. The co-op, Littleton co-op. I'm living in Saint Johnsbury. It's a you know 25 minute drive back and forth. It's great. It's easy to get to, get back. And I thought, all right, I'll put an application in. And about maybe less than a week later, I had an interview. Of all the jobs, and I don't mean to, this is not, I'm not just blowing wind here, blowing air, but of all the jobs I've had, like in the past 50-something years, I can honestly say that this is the kind of place that I really like coming to. I like interacting with the people that work here, and I love dealing with the customers. I love being able to see new faces and some of the familiar older faces and talk about their experiences in life and still be doing my job, ringing them up at the front counter. I think if, if a person was thinking about working at the co-op, that they have to understand that, I, for me, it's a, it's a greater commitment of purpose to work any place that you're working. And I certainly get that from working at the co-op. Like, when you come in here and you're ta- interacting with people and you're talking about what the co-op means could mean to them, you have to think about what it means to you. We're not just, you know, selling a product. We're talking about what this place means to us personally. So you really, if you're working here, if you want to work here, have that commitment and understand, read about this co-op. Read about co-ops in general. Understand how much they give to a community and how much they provide as far as uh, interactivity with people. It's just, it's, that's my selling point. If I was recruiting, if I was standing in front of a, a group of 20 people at desks, and I'd say... You're not co-op material because you only care about blank, blank, blank. You could work at the co-op because you seem committed to a lot of different things and you want to see a good, a good things come in society. This co-op in particular was pretty important because of, A, it's set in Littleton, New Hampshire, which if you're not familiar with Littleton, New Hampshire, <clears throat> it's a small-sized town, but it has a lot going on. Historically, and as far as people visiting. And so, this co op had to be designed to be able to carry a lot of items that you normally couldn't find in, let's say, Shaw's or Walmart. That's number one point. But number two was, as I started working here, I started running into or getting to know people that were customers as well as vendors um, that have, let's say, their own farms. They're providing eggs and milk, and they're providing cheese, and they're providing um, produce, um, tomatoes, vegetables, uh, fruits. They're providing all of this local product into our co-op, which means that they're getting any of the, the results back directly to them. It's not going through a third hand or something like that. And that, that's pretty prideful. When, you're, when you have somebody coming up with, a, <laughs> like, a bag of carrots that's from, like, just, just picked, you can tell the difference of fresh carrots versus bag carrots that have been sitting in some warehouse for like a month or two. And that's true of most of the produce and uh, the vegetables, fruits that are in our section. It's also taught me a lot about different uh, uh, items, too, that I never knew about. It. So I've just been fascinated to have my learning cap put on and expand my knowledge as far as this kind of stuff. And knowing... That again, I want to keep harping harping on it, but we're dealing directly with people that are providing this these items to us. And so they're an important part of our co-op. When I moved back to Vermont, I was actually living at my sister's place in Peacham. She had just decided, she had a, a, probably about, oh, a three-acre field, and she decided in the next couple of years she was going to plant strawberries. Okay, I thought well this would be fun to do except that when we got into thousands of strawberry plants being delivered to her house like every week and we had to get those into the ground when you're down there you know and you're you're digging out and planting strawberries it gets to be a lot of work the hardest thing for me to grow was in the backyard of my house in st johnsbury i thought i had enough sun and i thought i had enough soil and so forth so i I just added some extra soil, and I decided I was going to do with green beans, peas, anything that could go up fines. It eh, did not work out very well at all. It, for some reason, I had also I had little pests that kept coming in and eating ma, all my little um, vegetables and so forth. So that was the hardest thing. If you're going to do something like that, you want to be keeping an eye on You want to keep those little varmints out of there. So, yeah, that was probably the hardest thing. But here's the fun part about doing it. After they're in there for a while, carrots, strawberries, um, tomatoes, and you see the strawberry plant, you see the, um, what we call the tail come out, and you see it finally come into a really good strawberry, and you get to pick that strawberry and eat that strawberry, it's the best feeling in the ro- world. And that's why if you think about this co-op, the produce and vegetables and fruits that are down there in that section are all done by the same people that loved being able to do it. So there's love that goes into this food, just like the food that you want to grow on your own space. I have, in the past, been known to talk to people, obviously. But by doing this podcast, I realize there's probably maybe tens of thousands of people's ears that are going to be hearing this podcast. And they're going to be wondering, well, first of all, what happened to Anastasia? Well, hopefully my previous comments about being abducted by aliens, but we hopefully we'll get her back in May, will come true. Uh, that, that's why I'm doing the podcast. But if any of you folks are, you know, if you've enjoyed these, these comments that I've made and enjoyed hearing my melodious voice and my, my weirdly uh, weird sense of humor... You could certainly write in or make a comment that you'd like to have an alternate podcast with Bob. If I were to do my own podcast, I would probably... Well, one thought that occurs to me is something called babbling with Bob, just like a river. You know how the babbling stream... And I've always been attracted to rivers and streams, and that's why I love this part of the country. I can sit there and I can just watch water go by and listen to the sounds. And maybe my voice could bring some of you closer to the babbling brooks of Bob. Actually you know what? I'm really digging that. I'm really kind of sick of this whole that's rad thing. You know, that's such a weird title. Who came up with that? Rad. I mean radish, okay I got that. That's cool. Why not banana? How about the you know, what's up with banana? Anyway, can we scrap that? Can we kind of start over with babbling with Bob? Can we? Huh? Huh? Okay. Yep. Yep. Let's let's do that. Okay. Here we go.
2: <makes noise>
1: My name is Bob. Babbling with Bob. Golden <makes noise> Bob. So obviously, when you do an important job like um, broadcasting uh, podcasts, you have to plan in advance what you're going to ask for questions, who you're going to have on, what you're what you want to cover for that particular subject. So this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about me, like you haven't heard enough, right? <laughs> and we're going to see if we can talk to some of my friends here at the co-op. I have a few anyway. And maybe even a customer or two. I have a whole fan base, but I'll get into that later. Just see what we can come up with. And who's going to babble with Bob? My interest outside of the co-op and not uh, being retired, my lifelong passion is number one, is films, movies. I absolutely love film and movies. Since I was a kid, I have been watching movies being a geek and, you, and when it was just available the New York Times Sunday Edition would come out and there was a neighbor across the street from me and I'd go over there and I would just devour the arts and leisure section to read about new movies I know would never get to my neck of the woods. anyway so I fell in love with movies at a very early age and um, it's continued to this day I, I, I've been trying to hook, you know, cut myself off them but I can't do it I cannot do it Okay, so as far as films I watch short, medium and long films I have gone from literally less than a minute films to I just recently completed watching a nine-hour documentary on the Holocaust, which was called Shoah, and it was probably the most intense ex- viewing experience I've had in a long time. And I couldn't watch it in one setting. I had to set it down in like two-hour increments because it was pretty overwhelming. But but that's the kind of stuff that I really wanted to do when I was, um, and then I figured that I could do that when I was retired, so... So one other thing that I, I have to mention about my love of film is I was fortunate to work start working at the co-op. And one day, there was another person that happened to be just standing around my area talking about movies. And this person just was like, wait a minute, this person's got a pretty good uh, grasp on film, film history, what this person likes to watch, what they don't like to watch, let's do a little test, a little film test. Now, I'm probably at least a good 20 to something years older than this person, so I figured I would maybe overwhelm, but I just, we started having conversation after conversation, and every, we were actually working a lot of shifts together, so whenever we're taking breaks together, we're the geeks in the cafe talking about movies, and what we liked about maybe Stanley Kubrick in 1962 versus 19, Anyway. So we're the geeks that are sitting in there as you come in to also sit in the cafe sometime. Another interest that I have is music. I really wanted to expand my interest in music and get to know more about history of different um, types of music. So if I were making any suggestions about working here at the co-op or being part of the co-op, one thing I would like to see more, and I think maybe the co-op tried to do this before I started working here, but there's only been maybe one or two occasions where on a Saturday afternoon, there's a small little musical group going on in the cafe. And man, I'm telling you, that is just like, I, I love that. I love live music. I mean, I'd love to hear live music just about every day and but I would really like something like that to happen maybe at the co-op more often that would really be fun whenever they have whenever the co-op has vendors coming in to do different like you know showing their products like beer tasting or cider tasting or cheese tasting whatever the thing is it's it's really fun to have music in the background as all that's going on I just love that kinda thing and the people that come in here love it too so these are the kinds of things that I would not only be talking about as far as the co-op, but in life in general. Like there should be more live music right down my street, or (laughs) there should be a band outside in my backyard, (laughs) which should be Grateful Dead-related, but anyway. um, So there's lots, I mean, I can go in a lot of different areas with my own podcast, but this is just putting my little toe in the babbling brook of Bob to see how the temperature is feeling for me to be able to continue with this. No, I'm Peter, I'm just down here because I'm trying to figure out a what I'm gonna have for my next break meal. And B, I'm actually doing some recording of people that work here and so forth and play here and their customers and so forth. So Peter, do I have a permission to talk to you? Okay, all right. So Peter would rather not be interviewed. And on that note, I'm walking away quietly and- Nothing suspicious here, sir. Thank you, Peter. Goodbye. Enjoy your birthday. (laughs) Hi, Madison. Hi. I'm walking around, hold on. I'm walking around Madison right now doing some interviews with different people that either work at the co-op or shop at the co-op, or play at the co-op, or just simply won't leave the co-op. You seem like the type of person because you seem to be constantly around, working, smile on your face. You have to work with Matt also in... Oh, hi Matt! Matt Perry. He's very busy right now. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the uh, flow yeah. of what you're doing here. You're gonna. Getting- hey, look, it's one of our regular customers here at the co-op. Would you do me a quick favor and just uh, speak into the imaginary microphone, your name and the name of your business and how long you've been a member here?
2: Oh, my name is Isaac. My business is Deep Earth Arts and um, I've been a member here longer than I care to remember.
1: Okay, but what made you want to become a member?
2: Probably being here all the time.
1: That's a good answer. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and um, all right, so you've been shopping here for let's let's say a brief thing, six, seven, eight years, right? Something like that. Um, how and long has the kill up been around? It's been around since two thousand nine is when it really got off the ground. Expanded in two thousand sixteen, and is currently in a stage of just keeps growing and growing and growing. I have been shopping here since two thousand eleven. Love it. So, what are the reasons that you come in here, besides my magnetic personality? You're you right up the road
2: from my shop. Okay.
1: Yeah. And anything else? Is there something that's, that When you're in here, when you're looking around, is there something different you're seeing than in other places? Um, besides, again, my smiling face and... I mean, really, that's kind of it, isn't it? Uh, dude, that's it. I like it. That's the selling point. So because this is now my podcast until the aliens have, can let Anastasia let go and come back to Earth and then do, continue doing this podcast, probably starting in hopefully May, I'm doing this podcast, and I have a special guest here today. His name is Brody. He works here at the co-op. Um, sort of reminds me of the son that I never had, and the problem with that is that he keeps calling me Pops. Anyway, uh, Brody's been working at the co-op for how long? Um, started back in 2015 wow so
2: that's uh almost eight years almost eight years I've left a couple times but I always come back yeah what makes you come back the people the that's a great place to work and you think
1: it's greener on the other side but it's <laughs> not always good point so Brody tell me a little bit about yourself like 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 if you're not working at the co-op what do you usually do
2: now that I'm a I'm a father uh, two by the way you have a beautiful girl named Yvonne yes for uh, 16 months so if I'm not here I'm playing with her honestly on my days off I don't do a a whole lot (laughs) Uh,
1: but you have a life outside the. that I I do yeah okay so when you have to come to work what do you look forward to look
2: forward to talking with the customers I've made some really good friends and over time, I see a lot of those customers outside of work, and it's become more than a customer interaction. It's kind
1: of blossoms into a friendship. Well, one thing I've noticed since I started working at Brody is, like, yeah, if we were talking about interacting with people. Like, you have this amazing interaction with people. Like, like when I'm working here with you, there's certain people I, I feel like I've got to be semi-serious with. There's other people I can be... Less serious with, and there's people I can like walk in and immediately know we're going to have fun today, right. and you're one of those people. Oh. We pull pranks on each other, but in a good way. Yep. Um, our conversations are pretty funny too, so I Absolutely. appreciate that. And that's w- another reason why I like working as a co-op because I can come in here and not feel any like sense of like oh no it's Brody mm-hmm. I have to or right. oh, no I got to be in special whatever. <clears throat> so Brody, since I've started working here, one thing I've noticed about you is. You like chocolate milk. Not just any chocolate milk, Bob. Hatchland Farm chocolate milk courts, which are 279 in our dairy section. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'll be honest with you. The milk that I really like by Hatchland is co- the coffee milk, and I wish they would sell that in bigger sizes rather than the small ones. But, yeah. Um, so I did. I briefly mentioned this, but it's not something we want to really publicize too much other than listening to the podcast. Uh, Anastasia, um, who is our normal podcast host, was somehow abducted by aliens. The information hasn't been released to the newspapers yet or anybody outside of the mainstream, or to the mainstream, but what do you think the reason that Anastasia was abducted by the aliens for?
2: Oh, and I think of aliens, I think of life, kind of lifeless, like the movies, they're just there think maybe to teach him a little sass.
1: Oh, okay. So are we thinking E.T.? Are we thinking Close Encounters? Or are we thinking like you know, the, the Day the Earth Stood Still?
2: I am th- the I think I'm thinking of The Day the Earth Stood Still, those okay. types of aliens. Oh, okay. E.T. had a lot of
1: personality. True, true. Okay, good point, good point. So if Anastasia was abducted by, let's say, the group that did The er- Day the Earth Stood Still, do you think she might overwhelm them with all her, like, outgoing charm and just um, sweetness I think she'll be in charge of that
2: (laughs) I think she'll be in charge of their civilization and then
1: maybe she can be in charge of the aliens so a couple more questions what is your favorite food here at the co-op Besides milk, chocolate yeah. milk.
2: Do you mean like prepared foods? Or yeah, like either foods prepared
1: or like when you have to go to lunch. Is there something that you wished was ready for you right down, let's say, at the deli section or something like that?
2: I, I, I enjoy a slice of pizza whenever I can grab it. Okay, um, good, good. Try not to do it every day.
1: Right, right. If you were standing, let's say if you were talking to a bunch of people that wanted to work at the co-op, or were thinking about working at the co-op. What would you tell them? What would be the reasons to work at the co-op, and and how would you present it?
2: Well, I'd I'd tell them just kind of about my experience. I walked in here eight years ago. I had no idea what the co-op even was, and um, I fell in love with the people, how nice everybody is. And I've worked a lot of other jobs, you know, in between, and you just don't find that anywhere. I've never had a place that I was like, "Yeah, I'm going into work. I'm so excited." The co-op, it's like I don't mind. I love coming here. I love talking with the customers, getting to know them. They get to know me, and
1: build a lot of connections. Have you lived in uh, the Littleton area or most of your life, or I, all your life? Uh, well, i I lived in I live in
2: Lisbon. I've lived okay. there for. Right. My whole my whole life, but I uh, spend a lot of time up here.
1: Yeah, so you've lived here just about all your life, then, right?
2: Yeah, I was born okay. right across the
1: street. Actually, oh, at the old hospital. Yeah, never, oh, yeah, never made it very far. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, without expanding your balloon head. Um, and seriously, when I say this, uh, ever since I started working here, you've made me feel really comfortable. Um, we have a really funny repartee back and forth, and you're always introducing new employees to the fact that maybe I'm related to you in some way, which I'm not. Please, everybody understand that. <laughs> not that I wouldn't mind, but I'm just telling you. Um, but I think Brody just gave another uh, uh, comments of just how much fun and how cool it is to work here yep. and how much we look forward to doing it. Absolutely. On that note, one thing I've been thinking about about doing this podcast is what makes a podcast really stand out? Well, there's two things for me. It's the opening musical thing going into it, and then it's the final after I say goodbye and I wish you all Merry Christmas or Happy Day or whatever. Then I like to go out on a really good musical note. But that's my problem. I love so much music. That I would have to change it around like once a week, but I want to make it—I want to make it, it Bobberific. In other words, it's got to be something that'll stand out, like something I wanted to begin with, and then I want to end it with a Bob crescendo. So, uh, music is key. So right now, it would be uh, there be a it would be a, a Grateful Dead song. I haven't decided which one. I might I might mix it up. Um, it could be because this is Thursday. What happens on a Thursday? Well, it's about the fourth day, the the fifth day of the week. For some people, fourth day. So I think four. What's important about the number four? I don't know. I would just go to my my little phone and look under Grateful Dead and go, let's pop this little puppy on here and make sure we've got the rights to be able to do it and put it on as a brief ending thing. Well, it's come to an end, and I appreciate everyone who's listening to this, tolerating it, and so forth. But, however, I must say that if you've enjoyed my version of the podcast, please, you know, rate it highly, make little recommendations, you know, maybe send letters to the co-op and say, we need more Bob, you know, babbling Bob, something like that. That would be very much appreciated. And, you know, it's just, it's an amazing place to come shop and see people and so forth. And I just, like, I just can't imagine this. Oh, oh, hi. hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, Anastasia. How are you? How's everything going? How do
0: you think I am, Bob? Um. Anything you want to tell
1: um, me? Um, uh, uh, it's a nice day out. Um, it's, yeah, my- I, I, was,
0: I wish I knew, except for the fact that I was put into the trunk of Paul's car. Oh, my God. Yeah, do you not, I, Bob, I just walked <laughs> from the other side of the Canadian border. Well, uh, there are leaves in my hair. No,
1: no, wait a minute. That that can't be true. I mean, did did you did you fall you somewhere? You know, did, I, I do.
0: Yeah, they oh. told me all about your little plan.
1: Oh no, no who did aliens? I mean, who told no, you? No, no. Who I, I I don't know what you are. You are the
0: alien, of. Bob. Oh no. Is that my mic?
1: Um. What are you doing? Yeah, that's uh, well. I just wanted to test it, and make sure it was working okay, and that's why I was sort of sounding. You know, give me the mic. What about Babbling with Bob is my podcast. I mean, don't you want me to be doing that podcast here instead of, you know, the rad?
0: No. What? No. Oh. The The brook is cut off. Oh, my God. Gotcha. April Fools! Thanks for listening to our special edition prank episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I hope you weren't too scared or too disappointed that we pulled a fast one on you. I have to give the biggest thank you possible to my good friend and co-worker Bob for agreeing, however reluctantly, to my crazy idea and allowing it to become a reality. He's an avid listener and, dare I say, fan of the show, but it took a lot for him to do this for me, and it really means the world that he did. I also have to give Janie of Pantry Posies a shout-out for agreeing to be pulled into my ridiculousness. And, of course, my producer Jesse for creating some voicemails that can never, ever be topped. If you listened to that episode and wondered what we're actually capable of, Feel free to listen to any of our past episodes and make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts to hear our slightly more normal episodes coming in the near future. If you at all chuckled, hmm, or let's be real, just kind of breathed out of your nose a little more during this episode, make sure to give us a big five stars. While unfortunately there's no plans for a babbling with Bob spinoff anytime soon, Your rating and review supports this podcast a ton and means so much to me. I hope you all have the April Fool's Day you deserve. And until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and be rad. Hey, you still there? It's time for the credits! This episode of That's Rad has been a production of the Littleton Food Co op. Anastasia Marr is the host, writer, director, and editor. Jesse Smith is the graphic designer. Annie Stewart is the executive producer. All are welcome in the Littleton Food Co-op, Littleton, New Hampshire's only community-owned grocery store. No membership is required to shop. Learn more by visiting us on social media or going to littletoncoop.com. Or just come see us for yourself right off Exit 41. Next time you need some locally produced foods, fair prices to fit your budget, and the best service in the North Country, Remember that Littleton Food Co-op is your place to be. Okay, that's all.